Hey fans, viewers, and listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Fight Inside Podcast. I'm your co-host for today, Rain Cruz, also known as Ringside Rain, ring announcer for Up Next Fighting. And with me as always is Timmy B. Before we get things started, I would like to invite you all to follow and subscribe to Fight Inside Podcast so you can get the latest news and updates from our show. Today, we have another two great guests. First, we bow down to a queen from England who just continued her reign at Cage Warriors 163. And then we will speak speak with a young Canadian who just captured gold at FLA 12. Plus, we discuss the news of PFL buying Bellator and a whole lot more. So what are we waiting for? Tim, hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast. Our first guest trains out of GB Top Team very proudly and is one of the baddest women in the UK. She's an advocate for violence. You saw her here on episode 113. That's only 33 episodes ago, so you might think that's a quick turnaround, but it's not in her standards because she just fought and won at Cage Warriors 163 on two days' notice, Rain. Plus, we love her, so of course we want her back. Rain. Please welcome Kate. Queen of the South, Betsy! Yes, there guys, how are you doing? <laughs> Kate, how are you? I'm all good. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. It's good to see you again. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you're killing it. Of course, I was so happy to see you with that cage at Cage Warriors again in London, uh, in your hometown on a two days notice turnaround. Fine, that's the only way I can get fired. So I'll either wait for five years or <laughs> it's like a day. So. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that, Kate, because Rain, we had on a girl last week, Willow, who in Canada, Kate, her opponent fell out at the last minute or like, I think like maybe a week or so out and could not find an opponent. And it's just, it's really difficult. I was at an organization out in East Coast last weekend called uh, Fight League Atlantic. And yeah. on one of their podcasts, I heard the owner saying like, hey, if you're a girl looking to fight, reach out to us. Like it does mm-hmm. seem like the female market is tough. Oh, yeah, is definitely. It, is, is it because it's you're trying to find a replacement when there's a pullout in like a female female's fights? I realized that because it's, it's hard to get matched as it is. And then when it's on like a few days notice. It's very hard to find someone who's just going to step in and take the fight. I've had this issue this entire year and before that too, when there's like some issues in the fight week, you know, injuries, whatever, people can't make weight, whatever issues there are. And then, you know, like um, my, my managers and, and, and the promoters, everyone is looking everywhere and uh, they can't find anyone to step in every single time. So I think it's an issue, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but uh, you know, no, no, no challenge for you. I mean, your opponent needed a fight, and in steps Kate Bajic. Uh, bad luck for her, though. Hey, I just like to fight. If I can make the, I'll fight. You know. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Uh, Rain has not met you before, Kate. So we're gonna play a little bit of a game with you to uh, get to know you slash loosen you up. And uh, there's a theme to these questions, Rain, but we won't tell her what they are. We'll we'll kind of let them develop. Okay. So, Rain, go ahead with question number one. All right. Question number one. 
John Jones was talking trash to this former UFC champion over Twitter and mocking him for having glossy fingernails and making frozen references. Um, I don't actually know, but... The frozen reference? He made the frozen reference when he was trash talking to Alex Perea. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. I didn't see it, but that makes sense. Adesanya, baby. Oh. There he is with his glossy fingernails. <laughs> oh, who else? Who else? Who else? Her beef as well. He's obsessive with Adesanya. <laughs> exactly. All right. This this next one might be harder though, Kate. So, Rain, okay. let's see if he gets it. Okay. Question number two: What male UFC fighter? was notorious for coming to the octagon with black painted toenails and shorts that look like ice. I've got no idea. I don't really look at people's feet like that. <laughs> uh, Kate, I want to see your browser history and I want to see how much you on wiki feet. Look at my feet, but... <laughs> oh, hello. All right, here we go. Okay, with ice shorts, Kate, Iceman... I'm really bad at this. <laughs> it's, it's very late in England right now, but is Iceman Chuck Liddell? Oh, okay. He, doesn't try. he always had black finger. Uh, Why I don't really do pop quiz? All right, all right. That's okay. That's okay. This last question, Kate. If you don't get this, I'm kicking you off the podcast forever. Amazing. <laughs> Rain, question number three. All right, number three. This female fighter got a free Manny and Petty before her fight at Cage Warriors 163 <laughs> before kicking butt on just two days' notice. It wasn't free. It cost me time. <laughs> <laughs> but who is it, Kate? I guess it's me. <laughs> Kate Batchick. There you go. <laughs> Kate, so... The reason why I'm saying this, and for those that don't know, for those that didn't watch your fight. So, Kate, of course, your fight was at Cage Warriors 163. It's on Fight Pass. You can go watch it now. It was a great fight. But this is what happened. This is what happened. So, Rain, Kate is my friend. I really like her. So, I would support her. So, I'm watching her fight. And this happens, Kate, when you get to the cage. Uh, here we go. And, and toes. The Manny Petty. It took me. Just as well. Oh my days. Oh my. And Rain, I had to cut that down from like a long. I mean, yeah. you went through every single nail. Kate, Kate, what happened with that? I got to ask. So, obviously, like the way things happen, they happen quite fast. So, I was still sparring like Thursday morning. I was still at the gym, kind of like I've, I've been made aware of the fight possibly being an option. Uh, Wednesday late night, like midnight. But then I woke up on Thursday. I was like, I was still sparring because in theory, I'm still in camp for another fight on December 2nd. Mm -hmm. um, so I just decided I'm not going to eat much. I'm not going to drink much water. I'll just spar and see what happens. And uh, uh, maybe waited until like four or five for them to confirm that the fight is happening. And then I just went straight from the gym hotel, basically, mm -hmm. cartwheel and all that. So I didn't really have time to like look at my nails. I, I kind of thought they might be slightly too long for a fight. They were not like super long. I obviously was still training and sparring with them. Um, but I didn't have time to like go and do anything with them because it's like, hard joe as well i thought like i'm not gonna be able to cut for myself and then obviously like I, I walk out i get to the cage and like um one of one of the um corner 
people like is basically saying, yeah, you've got to cut your nails. I'm thinking, shit, I don't know if I can. I don't know if the, the, the clip is going to cut through it, but I've made the first cut. I'm like, okay, it's happening. So obviously like with my hands being wrapped and like gloves on and everything, it's really difficult, you know, to like maneuver it. And then like the nails are flying everywhere. Like I see one one in, into, into the ref's eye and stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> people well, that- are laughing. Like everyone's confused. Just look at what, what, like, how long is it going to take as well? And like, and then they say the toes as well. I'm like, right. Like, <laughs> like it. And I, I couldn't mean- crack one of the toes. Like one of them I clipped it, but the other one I'm struggling. So I'm just pretending. We're like, yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> But the good thing is, my entire workout tune played, and then they looped it. Still, <laughs> that never happened before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's ever happened to anyone before, Kate. That we can get through their whole song. Uh, <laughs> that's I was laughing too because yeah, you're sitting there cutting them, and I'm just like, where are all these nails going? Like they're just like hitting people in the front row. They're like getting free souvenirs, Kate Batchett toenails. Yeah, I'm sure someone came with DNA. They were like matchbooks or something, just scooped them. <laughs> yeah, very disgusting, Kate. Very disgusting. Yeah. But uh, so, um, but the fight happens, right? And I do, you know, some people had written into me uh, a few questions. One, what some of them were a little bit funny, but the girl you fought, very short, like, like very short like she's five foot one or something like yeah. that yeah I, I mean i do have to ask that's got to be difficult though because when we train right or when you train you're throwing punches like head height yeah but you were having to like strike downwards almost to hit her like did that freak you out at all or are you just like ah whatever i would say striking someone short is not really a problem if if anything i felt like i had an advantage there because of the range i could use and mm. you know like i felt like very comfortable striking however grappling was an issue which i didn't really realize that it might be because she was so like short stocky and like she had like no neck no waist <laughs> But like when I grappled her, she just it, it felt weird. I've never grappled someone like this really with that body type. So say I took her back and then um her head was like to my chest, like super low. So I picked up her face and lifted her up and her legs came out. <laughs> I felt control both. Like I was struggling to like position my body to, to secure my positions and stuff. She just kept like slipping out. Like I don't know. Like it's just such an awkward like body type to grapple. So I guess that's why you see me strike a lot more than grapple in this fight because I realized I had better success with that than trying trying to to grapple with someone like this. So, but I realized that in the fight, I was like, "What is going on? Why is why why did I become a striker? Where's my grappling?" But no, but it also, I mean, also it must be weird because all of a sudden, even when her strikes are coming at you, they're coming from like below. It's like all uppercuts. Like, yeah. Is it- obviously because she just had to find angles like around my guard yeah it was was just it was very strange but i'm so happy that you won of course like i'm glad that you know a that you got back into cage warriors and b that you take that fight and win because kate i'm always so nervous when people take last minute fights you know like i'm always so scared we talk about it all the time ring that that we're you know that when people take last minute fights i'm always like oh i don't know that's good but here you are like you said you got to get those opportunities it's on a massive card and there you go where do you go next now from here um so obviously in my mind like um i was i was fully in camp when when this fight came um came forward and uh 
I was getting ready for a fight on Combata Global December 2nd. Um, today I just found out that it's not happening um, and they kind of tried to move it forward uh, for December 9th, but that's the weekend my coaches can't make. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. So I'm just trying to find if there's anyone who wants to fight me, like more local in the UK on the 2nd, since I was getting ready for that date already. Um, and funny enough, someone someone called me out without calling me out. Um, a girl I was meant to fight last year in November. Uh, we weighed in, faced off, and then the show got cancelled on the fight day. Standard, like, story of my life, there's always something. Um, and she posted something. I didn't even see it because I don't even follow her, but someone sent it to me. And she posted um, our, our weigh-in, our face-off photos, saying that it didn't happen last year, but let's make it happen. But she didn't tag me or anything, so it was a bit, like, sneaky. So I just thought, you know what, since this fight is not happening... I might just fight you, like just to stay busy. So I kind of called her out on my stories and stuff, but I don't think she wants it. Like she knows it will be kind of like a career finisher for her. So she says she, she's not ready for this month that she she wants more time in 2024. But I'm not gonna wait for anybody. Like I just want to fight her on December second. That's that's it. If she doesn't want to fight on December second, she said she's not ready. That's her problem. Are are we gonna are we gonna call out who this is or because you haven't said the name is it because you okay uh, Jenny Line but it's not like anyone will know her like girl's not really got a good record or anything like I don't even I know mean, did, and and did I hear you right you said this would be a career finisher like, oh yeah I as, promised that I will retire her when we were supposed to fight last year but obviously she dodged the bullet so if I was to fight her now on December second definitely she wouldn't come back after that. Because Kate would just she can like tell, she can the time and this and that, but no, no time and this world will help her to survive what I would do to her, despite what actually happened. But I'm not super interested in making this fight happen. It's kind of like if there's like a choice between not fighting or fighting her, of course I'd rather fight her than staying active. Yeah. Um, but she's coming off like I don't even know how many losses her pro record is like oh and free. There's nothing in it that for me winning winning this fight is not gonna make me any better or like place me anywhere higher in the rankings and stuff it's just kind of like if you mention my name without mentioning me you kind of deserve to get slapped (laughs) lame lame uh what about this what about this i don't have this saved up but you were signed to invicta i am i am still signed to invicta i'm still bound to the contract for the next two years but i still have not fought for them so a good sign in like what june maybe Okay. Um, but they've only had one show since, and mm. obviously they didn't yeah. have me on this one. So I'm, I'm assuming next show I'm going to be on this. Nice, nice. Okay, we had we had Shannon Knapp on, and I think you probably saw when we had Shannon Knapp on, and she was talking about the future. Yeah. I put your picture on there because I'm like, yeah, yeah. Kate Batch, the future, baby. Um, <laughs> Kate, uh, I wanted to ask you. Do, 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 you're you're okay. Well, two things actually. Rain, I always forget to ask this. And Kate, I didn't prep this before. Are you dating anyone or anything like that? Uh, I don't. I don't really date. Date. I'm seeing some people. Oh. Okay. Okay. The only there. reason I ask, Kate, <laughs> the only reason I ask is because uh, when I had on another fighter, we were talking about creating a reality show, and what we're gonna. Oh do yeah, is I remember we- you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do a reality show. It's going to be like a dating and fighting reality show. Uh, when that happens, can I look to sign you up? Oh, 100%. Yeah! 100%. <laughs> All right. Good, good. All right. Very well. Terribly wrong. but <laughs> Yeah. No, that's good. See, because I think Kate would make for good television, Rain. 
You know what I, I mean? I do think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to um, enter this like gay love island. Um, I'm not really gay, I'm straight, but I said I'm going to pretend for the show and then it'll be the biggest plot twist in the end. Like once I make all of these girls fall in love with me, I'll just tell them I'm not gay. But they didn't let me. So it's yeah. <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> I thought I'd be great. I don't think that's what they would have wanted for the show, Kate. That's not good. <laughs> but my show, Kate, when we get it launched, right, it will be good. We'll, you know, we're going to do it somewhere cool and it's going to be, you know, like you got to fight. And then, you know, if you win the fight or the challenge or whatever, you know, we're, we're working out the kinks, but uh, that's good. That we do. It's, it's Caitlin Neal. Caitlin Neal is going to host it. She fights for PFL. Rain is nice. going to be there. I'm going to be there. Like, we're going to run this good. So, okay. We've got Kate, we've got Kate signed up, Rain. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kate, you talked about how you love to look at people's feet. Uh let, let me see. Let me I want to ask you about this though, Kate, because Rain Kate has a very proper Instagram. She's funny, she's cool, she does like quirky dances, and she's always like like being cool with Instagram, but it's never like anything inappropriate, I would say. Kate, this happened on the weekend, and I want your I want your uh reaction to this stuff. Some would say it's too early on a Saturday in Las Vegas for that move. Her son is in the crowd. Oh, my goodness. On the fence. Best seat in the house. I could see. Okay. For those not watching on, on, on video, right? If you're not watching on YouTube or uh, Spotify, I was showing Aylin Perez twerking in the cage, then twerking upside down. And what people don't know is that I can see Kate watching it as it's on screen and your face is pretty much as it was now. It yeah, because look- uh, the, the video kind of froze for me, but don't worry, I've, se- I've seen it. I've seen it when, when I watched the fight. Um, and yeah, like it's cool. Why not? Like this this girl, she's got an got interesting vibe. Um, like the things she's doing and like the way she's going about her career is very unique and like she can twerk so why not um and then her son being there i don't think it changes much and like from what i know what i've seen um online they've got a really good relationship so i don't see anything wrong with it to be honest really really what do you think rain well, now that I know that so that's her son that they showed on screen. Okay, because I thought if it was a random kid, it's like, okay, what are we, what's going on? Yeah, yeah why are you showing some random little boy watching? Random kids there in the venue, though. Uh, it seems like she's having a lot of fun, though. Um, yeah. No problem. You guys are both cool with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it's just she's just dancing and doing herself. Whatever, like. Not everything has to be like super sexualized. Like, it's I, bet, I, bet, I bet she gets views from that too. Like you've got to be smart about your career. You know, this fighting thing doesn't really pay the bills. <laughs> okay, well, see, I'm surprised that you said that, Kate. I thought I thought you'd be like a little bit shocked by it, maybe or something. Or no, rain. I never. <laughs> okay, here's here's my question: Would it be different if it if she had a daughter? No. No, no I don't think so. The oh. thing is, like, I feel like, um, like when I when I saw the clip, it seemed like he was, she was just like having a lot of fun. And I think the other guy right next to her, I think he was trying to like do the same thing, but oh yeah, badly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, yeah, no, the coach, that's that's uh, that's the coach. Yeah, that's the coach. Yeah. It's pretty cool as well. Like, yeah, well, if yeah. if you see how these guys train and like how they how they go about like everything in the gym, then you understand the vibe as well. Like, they don't care; they do what they want, and I, I really I really fuck with that. I like it. Yeah, no, that's a very you cool. Worry thing. about like people judging you and like adhering to all these social norms and stuff. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's not okay. like she's naked. <laughs> Well, there, there you go. I mean, like that. Yeah. Okay. I, so I'm glad that I asked you guys because I wanted to see what your guys thought was. I thought it was a little bit weird. Like, cause I'm, I'm an old man, I guess. I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know, this is weird, but uh, Kate, uh, I love having you here, of course, because you're always so entertaining. I do want to ask you one question that we've been asking everybody. And I don't think I asked this of you last time, but okay. Kate Batchik, it's a question that my mom used to ask me as I was a kid growing up. On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Uh, I don't really believe in happiness as a concept per se like that. I think like there's a lot more to it. Like happiness is a very like um, transient kind of feeling. Like it comes and goes. You can be happy one second and not so happy like a minute after that. So it's more like about being content with your life and like satisfied with what you're doing like even if you're not genuinely happy with everything that's going on in your life you're going to be content with like what you're doing on on a daily basis I think so it more comes down to that and like I don't know I feel like um happiness is just a feeling and all feelings come and go so it's very difficult to answer it because you can ask me if I'm happy in this very moment I can I can I can tell you on a scale one to ten but then that might change in you know in the next moment Nice. No, Kate, I love that answer. Like we've we've been getting all different answers to that question, so I love asking it. So thank you for that answer. I think that's great. Rain, before we let Kate go, is there anything that you wanted to ask her? Yeah. So for me, um, when it comes to um, fighting last minute and then having scheduled fights, which one is more? I guess which part do you get more nervous? Something that's like you know you know what's going to happen or something that's like yeah. okay. I, don't, I don't really get nervous at all like when I fight I don't think that I've ever gotten nervous well except for like my first few fights when I was like 17 mm-hmm. uh, then I remember being nervous for like weeks before my first fight but then ever since then like I don't really get nervous like I thrive on pressure like when other people maybe like might be affected by by pressure and like people and like the short notice stuff for example like I thrive on it like I love it like I never feel I feel so calm when I fight like when when I walk out I'm in the cage I just feel so content and like focused and I'm never like that I've got like ADHD and, <laughs> and 99 issues but when when I fight like that's the only time that I'm just super relaxed so. I don't think there would be any difference. Like a fight and a fight, I always approach it the same way. But I think the biggest difference between like doing like a proper camp and proper fight week and then just taking a fight like a couple of days notice is that I didn't have to do the fight week, which means I didn't have to stay away from training. I didn't have to do the fight week diet. I literally just did a fight week diet one day. So it was kind of like a lot easier to deal with that side of things because things can get difficult, like water loading. I didn't have to do that. So, <laughs> all of these things I don't really like, I don't have to do them. So that was kind of easier. But obviously I had to fight like higher, um, heavier weight divisions. So there's always like pros and cons to everything. But it was interesting to do it without all these fight with bits. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. Like when you're such a killer like Kate, Rain, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's- 
Yeah, I love it, Kate. Uh, Kate, before we let you go, is there anything that you want to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the podcast? No, just thanks for listening to my bullshit. <laughs> Kate, you're the best. Uh, oh please keep... no one to fight me. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, he's <What's> ready. <laughs> go back to fighting at flyweight, but all of the fights I'm getting offered, like every weight division, but flyweight. So. <laughs> I mean, Kate, it's Monday today. This podcast comes out Thursday. Who knows? You might be fighting like this Saturday. We don't know. Like, <laughs> you don't know. It could happen. Kate, keep your nails trimmed, please. <laughs> Funny enough, someone paid for my nails after the fight because I was thinking, like, shit, so much money just down the drain, basically. And it's all like, yeah, there's money for your pedicure, pedicure. Yeah, <laughs> you deserve yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah. Keep those nails trimmed. We'll see you soon, Kate. We're very excited to watch you. Guys, uh, I'm going to put it down at the bottom of the screen. If you're only listening on audio, she is at Purple Supernova 7. That is Kate Batchik on Instagram. So go follow her. Great content. Kate, you hang around very cool people. Say hi to Olga for me. Say hi to Veronica Hardy for me. Veronica Hardy, get on this podcast. And, and we will see you soon, Kate. I, uh, maybe we'll see you on our reality show. I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, we will see you soon. And it's been great to have you again, Kate. Thank Thanks for having me back on your show. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kate. See ya. Rain? Kate is very cool. Uh, she's got great energy. And she's a great fighter out of Great Britain top team. So, again, go follow her, Purple Supernova 7 on Instagram. Rain, our next guest is already here in the lobby. Before we bring him in, I'm just going to say thank you to everybody watching. Uh, if you're here because of Kate Batchik, A, she was on our podcast before, so go watch that one too because that was a great one. Uh, but B, please follow and subscribe to us and then catch all the other episodes that we have. Great episodes, great guests from around the world. We normally don't do two guests, Rain, but this is our third week in a row that we are. So if it works out, it works out. You said you like it. You like having I love it. Guests. Yeah. <laughs> Because we just move along and then I don't bother you with like nonsense. <laughs> Why is that? Well, uh, you read my mind, but you know. Yeah. Okay, I'm just well. kidding. <laughs> I do. After our next guest, though, I still want to talk to you because you did your self defense seminar. We want to see how that went. I do want to give a shout out to uh, our RageWorks podcast network at rageworksnetwork.com. Go check them out for other audio podcasts. Go see them. Rafion Stotts. Right, baby. He won yeah. his fight, of course, against Danny the Fanny Pack and uh, did very, very well. He uh, ended up fighting at Bellator 301 and just announced today that is the very last Bellator event. So congratulations, Rafion, on getting that win fighting Danny before that ship is sailed. Uh, this week, November 24th, my good friend Sadabu C fights in the finals of the PFL. So he's going for his Ooh. second $1 million. He was on our podcast before rain. I, I can't remember for sure, but I think he promised that he'd give me like a half million if he wins it this time. Cause he's going to just be too rich at this point. You know what I mean? So that's nice. I think he's giving me half a million when he wins. So congratulations to Sadabu. I uh, can't wait to, to have him back on the podcast and can't wait to celebrate his victory. I also have rain. Oh, where is I have his cards that I'm still supposed to send to him to sign because I got the PFL decks of cards and I got a special limited edition Sadabu card. So I got to do that. Uh, next week on the podcast, Rain, we've got one FC translator, Frank Andrew, the guy that got the 350,000 
Bot. He's coming on the podcast next week. So very excited. He'll be uh, coming to us from Thailand. So that's exciting rain. Uh, and that's it. So let's move on. We'll get to our next guest now. Our second guest today is a young MMA athlete who captured the FLA 185 pound amateur title last weekend at FLA 12 at the Moncton Coliseum in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. I was there live, Rain. He blew the roof off. Uh, he's a Fredericton, New Brunswick native with a powerful mustache and an even more powerful right hand. Rain, this dude is awesome. He won his fight. I loved it. At the end of it, I went backstage. I said, hey, man, can you come on the podcast? I'd love to have him on. He's a champion, Rain. So let's welcome him in. Please welcome Rory Gillis. <laughs> Boom. There he is. Rory, wow. what's up, my friend? Why are wow, you guys. Dark? Thanks Thanks for the intro. <laughs> why Why are you so dark, Rory? Are you in a, in a cave? What's happening? Are you hiding uh, from someone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me and my girlfriend live in a basement apartment, and it's hard to find a room with good lighting. <laughs> All right, no problem. No problem. We, we can see you good enough, Rory. Uh, the fans may demand to see you a little bit better, but that's okay. We're good. We're good. Uh, Rory, where are you at now? You're home in Fredericton? Yep. Uh, I was working today and got off at four and uh, came right over here to get ready for your guys' podcast. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Rain, uh, Rory trains with Mr. Ben Lease, so they are Ooh. part of the same team. So now we have had two members of this team who are both winners. Rory, congratulations on the championship, my friend. Yeah, thanks a lot. That was uh, one of the biggest MMA moments I've had so far, so glad you could have been there to see it. Yeah, absolutely incredible, man. Uh, that was a beautiful venue. Rain, FLA put on one hell of a show, a gorgeous venue. I saw how the sausage was made. Like, I got to the venue when there was nothing. Oh, wow. And then you, and then you just see them slowly putting everything together, and the, the, the cage comes together piece by piece, and the lighting and everything. Like, it's incredible the amount of work that – not many people are responsible for Rory. I mean, you were there at the weigh-ins when you saw them getting it all set up. There's not that many people responsible for such an incredible and elaborate setup. No, it's it's pretty impressive. And I've got to see it a few times now, having all, all my fights are with them. And uh yeah, they're a well-oiled machine at this at this point. Like they they get that cage up quick and uh it's pretty awesome setup, and they're doing great things for all of us fighters out here on the East Coast. Yeah, Roy, it is incredible, man. Yeah, and we'll get to that as well. But before we get into the interview fully, Rain, we have a little game to play with Rory as we do with our guests. So, Rory, there are three questions we're going to ask you. And uh, good luck. They are difficult, but maybe not too difficult. Rain, I'm take terrible it away. trivia, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you got this. You got this, Rory. <laughs> All right. Question number one. This Canadian legend with a legendary mustache, got mad if you didn't answer in the form of a question. Uh, oh, uh, the Jeopardy host. <laughs> yes, Alex What's Trebek. Alex Trebek, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, there he is. Rory, This I thought this was going to be the harder of the three questions, so uh, you are doing off to a good start. That's one for one. Rain, question number two. All right, number two. This Parks and Rec employee with one hell of a mustache once said, Fishing relaxes me. It's like yoga. 
except I still get to kill something. He, this this is where I'm terrible at trivia. It's the cranky guy with the mustache, but I forget uh, there I forget you, the character's name. <laughs> dude, that's good enough for me. It is Ron Swanson, baby. Yeah, that's right. There's Ron Swanson. All right, excellent. Rain, question number three. He's two for two. He's guaranteed three for three. You think so? This one's the hardest question, though. Yeah. All right. This mustachioed MMA fighter just blew the roof off the Moncton Coliseum in his home province of New Brunswick as he claimed the 185-pound amateur title at Fight League Atlantic 12 on pay-per-view. That'd be this guy right here. <laughs> Rory <Yes>! Gillis. <laughs> And there you are, my friend, with the strap. These title belts are beautiful for FLA. Rory, where is your title? Uh, it's it's actually it's out in the living room right now with my girlfriend. Oh. She's out there watching TV. <laughs> Does she wear it while she's watching TV? Uh, yeah, we both wore it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Rory. Uh <laughs> Man, I will say, though, Roy, you know, like, I've been out there now. That was my second time at Fight League Atlantic. To see that kind of venue and event put on Rain, it's very similar. Rain is the announcer for Up Next Fighting in California. And that organization puts on a crazy show as well. Between Up Next Fighting and Fight League Atlantic, I can't believe that as an amateur fighter, such as yourself, that you're fighting on that grand of a stage. Like, I don't think anybody else is doing that. It is beautiful. You're you're in a massive event. It is as professional as professional could be. Yeah, the promotion is it's honestly out of this world. Like for my first amateur fight, like they're doing like highlight videos of you and just hmm. the access they give the fans to you is is crazy. Like you feel like a superstar and you're only a couple fights in. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And um can I say you are a firefighter as well? Yeah, I um, I'm a firefighter with the city of Fredericton. Ah, that's beautiful, man. What you're you're awesome. like one of our you're a hero in your daily life, and then you're a superhero in the cage. So it's like you're 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 the man, dude. Like it's crazy, like your life. I don't know about that, but I appreciate all those kind words. <laughs> <laughs> He's very Canadian, Rain. See how polite he yeah. is. Yeah. He's like humble, polite. Uh, Rory, I don't want to necessarily call him out, but I went backstage to see you after winning your title because I was so happy for you. And uh, yeah. I'm there and I see our friend, Mr. Ben Lee, sitting there. Can you explain yeah. his how he was for you? Yeah, uh, me and Ben have been, well, together since since the start, uh, he's been my main training partner since I got into it. And I've been in his corner ever since he started fighting too. Uh, and when I, I had a chance at the title a few times ago and he was there, he saw me lose. I got I got knocked out. Uh, and then I worked my way back up to get the, the second chance at the title and I took it. And uh, he was with me the whole weekend. And... Uh, yeah, we were both pretty emotional in the dressing room. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But we were, uh, yeah, we've been through a lot together. So uh, it means a lot to have somebody like that in my corner. Yeah, I'll tell you, Rain, that uh, Ben was like so happy for Rory. I think it, Rory, to me, he was happier for you than he was in his own last win. 
And I feel like, and I really feel like that shows rain, like the kind of bond that these athletes have when they can just be so emotional and happy for when their brother wins, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's really cool, Roy. It's got to make you feel good to, to know that you've got that kind of support with you. It does make me feel good. And, uh, yeah, we have a, we have a lot of guys who are up and coming in the gym and uh we all have each other's back and yeah, to to feel that support from my teammates and my brothers like you you said it like we are brothers and uh to have that support means everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rain, it's amazing. Do you have any questions that you wanted to ask Mr. Rory Gillis? Yeah, so for me, you mentioned earlier, you know, it's 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 a good feeling, right? When you're an amateur fighter, a couple of fights in, and like you got like promotions treating you like a superstar, right? What does that do or how does that contribute to your mindset? Because I've heard that kind of um statement before from other amateur fighters and they're like, you know what? I like working for this promotion. Um, like for, for up next fighting specifically, they're like, I like working with up next fighting or fighting with up next fighting, because even though I'm an amateur fighter, not myself, just, you know, quoting someone, even though I'm an, I'm an amateur fighter, you know, they make me feel like I'm a pro. So what does that contribute or how does that contribute to your mindset as a, as an amateur fighter when you're being treated, you know, like a superstar that you are? Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, it's hard to put into words like FLA. Yeah. Like I said, I was only two fights in and they got all these promotional videos going. Um, it also helps with, um, exposing you to that pressure. There's a lot of pressure when they're putting mm. these videos out there and everybody online is thinking you're a superstar too, because they're watching them and they're gaining followers and you're getting more eyeballs drawn towards your fights. So a lot more people around town and stuff are talking about your fights and, uh, it's good to get used to that pressure early in your career. So if you do make it further, it's not such a shock to your system when you, you get all this, these eyeballs and attention. Cause it's for me, I, I just like competing the spotlight and stuff. I'm not, uh, it's not for, that's not why I do it, I guess, as much. Uh, some of my other teammates are better at handling that kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it's just good to get that exposure uh, early in your career. I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy because, yeah, you, you hear about people having octagon jitters and stuff like that, Rain, like the first time they fight for UFC or the big show or whatever. But I swear, like, I get that the crowd might get a little bit bigger, Rory, that like, you know, the higher up you go. But man, that event, the spectacle, I mean, I don't, I mean, the crowd was packed. Like, mm-hmm. it was packed and it was loud as hell. So, I mean, I don't even know how much bigger it could get. Like, I feel like you've already now been there. You've already witnessed, like, the biggest of the big, like it, it's crazy. And again, I do have to shout out Derek and, and John and the whole FLA team, because to put on an event like that rain, it's like for these people in East coast, Canada to have this kind of venue to get to, and to have this kind of promotion to fight for, it's simply insane. Like no offense, but like I'm in Toronto and I've gone to amateur fights, Rory, we're fighting in like elementary school gymnasiums. Like, yeah, <laughs> like there's nothing like it, it's, it's so bare bones, you know, and, and I know there's other great promotions around and stuff like that, but like that, what you have there in Atlanta, Canada, you would never expect it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And I know, I know how lucky we are because we've had other promotions who have done a great job too, but they've just, they've stepped it up to such mm. a high, like it's another level and yeah, you're nailing it, Tim. Like they're doing great things and I'm so appreciative of everything they're doing for us. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, Rory, I also heard, and I didn't realize this, but you won FLA Kumite 4, which is the jujitsu tournament that I commentated. Rain, I did number five. But Rory, mm. you won number four? Uh, yeah, that's right. So I won. Uh, it was during COVID, too, so it was hard to get uh, MMA fights uh, going and sanctioned. So uh, jujitsu was kind of like the only thing we were able to do. And uh, yeah, it was the first actually, first big thing I ever won was with FLA, and it was that Kumite. And then I kind of just kept it rolling. All my big moments are with this organization. So yeah, I'll, I'm super grateful for, for them giving us the attention and giving us a place to compete on the East Coast. It's crazy, dude. So that means you're a champ champ. I guess technically, yeah. I got two belts. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got two of those giant. So wait, do you yeah. wear one and your girlfriend wears one while you're watching TV? <laughs> we haven't done that yet, but we'll we'll have to do that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you gotta get on that. You're a champ champ. Yeah. I mean, your girlfriend can wear one, you wear one. That's I mean, it's it's great. Uh what is next for Rory Gillis? Because uh now you're the 185 pound amateur champion. Do you make the move to professional? Do you continue on the amateur scene? What's what's the dream here? Uh, I'm not getting any younger, so yeah, I want I want to go pro. Um, I want to. That's that's the main rule set, and I want there's it. It changes a lot of things when you go pro, and I want to get that experience, uh, and take this as far as I can take it. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy! I want to ride your coattails all the way, Rory, because I am Team Rory Gillis already. So don't forget me when you're like superstar famous. And uh, yeah, we're, dude, like, like, we're waving from like the no split seats. Like, front row tickets for you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you, sir. Save this clip, Timmy. Save yeah. Yeah. Cut it, cut it. And uh, I don't want to ruin anything or anything, but do you have a manager or how does that work? Uh, no, no manager right now, no. but because you don't need one, dude, you don't need to give away the money and all that and yeah. you're such a good guy who wouldn't want to work directly with you so yeah I, I think the the deal will be a good deal for everybody yeah okay okay when you do need a manager rain is a pretty good manager <laughs> oh well there we go <laughs> she can she can negotiate for you she only takes 90 percent of your purse yeah just 90 yeah wow such a good deal for me i can't you push it, it to 95 <laughs> i mean you know but... <laughs> Yeah, Rory. I mean, very yeah, generous. Rory. Yeah. Also, you get paid in Canadian dollars, but she wants it in American. So you actually also <laughs> lose on the conversion rate. So, wow. Uh, this is a great Rory, negotiation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Rory, I'm so I'm so proud of you, man. Like being a firefighter, first of all, you deserve everybody's respect and admiration for doing that. How long have you been doing that? Uh three years now. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was about a year into firefighting, and then I started fighting, too. <laughs> nice, nice. No, that's awesome, man. Um, so, yeah, not only are you a firefighter that deserves all that attention, too, but you're a great fighter. You're a very respectful, you know, very polite young man. So, like, you represent the sport really well. I feel like you represent Canada very well. Uh, Rain, I'm always goofing on him, but that mustache is so powerful. It's, it, you know, you've got your look, Rory, which I like, too. Rain, Last event, when I was at uh, FLA 11, he won with one punch. Stop. Really? Oh, wow. It was one punch. Broke the, broke the guy's jaw, right, Roy? Yeah, it uh, yeah, broke his jaw, I think, in a, a few places. Uh, 
we talked after too. He's a nice guy, but we both know the consequences of when we get in there. And yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, anything could happen in there. And that's just, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, and nothing against that guy. I mean, that guy was a lovely guy. I had yeah. met him before too, and and all the competitors at FLA, incredible, nice, genuine people, right? But I'm just highlighting how dangerous Rory is. When you when you uh, train in firefighting, when you know, like you have to break down the door. And they like do different things. Do you just punch it with your right hand? <laughs> Sometimes might give it a kick. That's uh, yeah. that's the easy way of opening it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. That's how strong this man is. Uh, all right, Rory. I'm going to ask you the final question as well. That that you. I think you heard me ask my last guest. And do not be influenced by what her answer was. But Rory, on a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Uh, I'd say I'm very happy. I. Yeah, I'm up there and we'll give it a nine, I guess. Can't be totally perfectly happy all the time, but uh, I'm happy as long as I have a goal to work towards and that's why I'm doing MMA. Uh, I'm lucky. Like I literally do something that puts my body at risk, but I love it so much. That's why I do it. Some people have trouble getting out of the bed in the morning, but I, I have purpose in life and I'm Honestly, it's going to be, it's a wild ride and it's going to be hard when it's all over because I'm having a lot of fun right now. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, you've got years to go, Rory, so that's not a worry. And then when I look at your relationship with the other fighters, you're going to be on this scene forever because you're going to be a mentor. You're going to be a coach. Like there's, there's a lot for you to do in this world as being a good person like yourself. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you say that you're a 9 out of 10. I'm glad that you say that there's still goals for you to work towards. And I feel like, you know, just for everybody, like it's important to just continually set new goals for yourself. Yeah, uh, I that's appreciate only that. Way you can be, yeah, that's the only way you can be happy, you know. Um, but yeah, Rain, is there anything else that you wanted to ask Mr. Roy Gillis? You know, I'm just curious. Do you have a nickname? No nickname yet. Not yet? All right. Just yeah. because you seem like... You, you're like a positive person. You have no worries in life. This just really clicked in my head. You could be Rory, no worry, Gillis. Rory, oh. no worry. <laughs> a little bit of the rhyme going. Okay, I like it. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I love it, right? But you know how they say like when you hear it, when you make a nickname or something, you have to say it a few times, make sure it rings, right? So yeah. Rain, announce him with the nickname and let's see All how right. it sounds. Please welcome. Rory, no worry, Gillis. Nice, I like it. I like it. It's thrown on me. <laughs> I like, I like it. Yeah, Rain, that's a pretty good one, and especially because, yeah, Rory, you're not very emotional, like, like not emotional, but like you don't have a lot of emotion on your face, like when you're coming in and stuff. You're not like, yeah, you know, or anything like that. Like you're pretty stoic. Oh, yeah, I try to know. keep it pretty even keel going in there. He doesn't look worried. No worries. No <laughs> worry, Gillis. I like it. Roy, play with it. See what you think. Let the boys know at the gym yeah. at Evolution. Let them know that this is the nickname that your uh, favorite podcast has given you. And then let's see how this plays out. Yeah, I'll see what the boys think at the gym tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, uh, is there anything that you want to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the podcast before we let you go? Uh, I don't have much to say. Just uh, thanks to my team. Uh, thanks to my girlfriend, Jenny. Um, and thanks to my family uh, for everybody supporting me. Um, yeah, just happy to have all the support in my life right now. Right. 
you're you're a, a man of very few words but very kind words you're a good man i'm happy to have met you man like i i've seen you a couple times now i feel like i feel like we're pretty cool and uh you know your career is going to continue hopefully with fla of course and uh i will definitely be excited to see you again in person and to and to catch you uh throwing those bombs i appreciate it tim and thanks rain for having me on guys no problem yeah. all right uh, oh, and shoot, look at this. At the bottom, I left the wrong Instagram the whole time. But Rory oh. is at, at <laughs> Gillis Rory, at G-I-L-L-I-S Rory, R-O-R-Y. So go follow him. Rory, I'll leave this on the on the screen for the rest of the podcast so that people see it there. But yeah, go follow Rory Gillis. I'll have his Instagram in the show notes as well. Go follow him. Give him love and support, especially if you're Canadian. God damn it. Go support a fellow Canadian doing his thing <laughs> and he's a fireman. So give him all your like respect, right? Uh, Rory, all the best to you, my friend, go wear that belt with your girlfriend and enjoy it. <laughs> I appreciate right. it guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank all you. Right, see ya. Take care, Rory. Yeah. I did. Right. Right. I'm like waving this way. Thanks. Again. <laughs> Rory's such a good dude. He is. I, he is. Such a good dude. Uh, he didn't blink twice. So I think he, I don't think he was captured. And in a cave, like I think it was just a dark area. That's fine. But okay, that's good. He's a good he's man. In the witness protection program. He's. <laughs> I, I don't know that he's not in the witness protection program. I've never seen him without a mustache, so maybe he's like someone that you know. Maybe he's someone I don't know. Uh, Rain, we have some time left over, and I really want to talk about something because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to clip this moving forward and release it like right away. Because today they announce, out of nowhere, they announce PFL has purchased Bellator. That's it. It's done. Bellator 301 is the last Bellator. So that's it. I feel like this is the worst way to announce this. I don't know why you're announcing it on a Monday. Like, why wouldn't you have announced it at Bellator 301, at, even just at the end of it, when you've got an audience watching the goddamn show? Like announce it like that or announce it at a PFL event. I don't know why you announce it as a weird statement. Yeah. Uh, maybe the deal wasn't like done at that time, you know, or maybe there's like some legalities we're in. They can't really like do it at that time. I, but that's the only thing I can think of. I know, but just, just do it anyways, you know? Okay. Hold on. Before we get to that though, uh, I do want to say rain. Ba-pow. Your birthday is coming up and you are doing Rain's birthday donation drive. Yes. To benefit Second Chances Rescue. And um, for those of you who don't know, I have two uh, dogs named Joey and Professor, and I both adopted them from Second Chances Rescue. Um, so for my birthday this year, which is uh, on December 19th, um, I am doing a month-long uh, donation drive to... Uh, collect any dog food or dog essentials uh, so I can donate them to Second Chances Rescue to help them out. So very so nice. Participate. Um, check out my Instagram at ringside rain. I have my flyer there. There's three different ways to participate. You can go to my Amazon wish list, uh, pick out any dog food or dog essentials you want um, or go to cameo. Any cameos requested um, will benefit Second Chances Rescue starting from November 19th all the way till my birthday, December 19th. Or it can also send me any donations via Venmo or PayPal, and I can buy the dog food from uh, Costco. 
Very nice. Thank you, Rain. And again, I'll put that on the screen. And this will be on your Instagram as well, I guess. Like people will be able to figure out all of this. But yeah, yeah. there you've got the Amazon, the the Cameo, and the Costco. Uh, so yeah, lots of options and ways that you can help Rain on such a noble cause. Second chances rescue. And of course, I'm a pet lover as well. I've got my cat somewhere around here, and oh, I've got two cats, but. Normally, Evie kind of comes around. I think uh, your cats are already requesting their cameo. So, cameo. Are they? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Request request a cameo for your pet, and then it's like all full circle, you know. There you go. I can uh, announce your pet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, let's go to the PFL news, right? And so, I'm going to take you through a few things, and we can talk about it, Rain. Uh, I don't know how, what your thoughts are on this or whatever. Normally you're pretty positive and, uh, I'm kind of negative. So that's why it works. Uh, now I did watch and listen to, so we're filming this on Monday and I did watch the Ariel Helwani interview that was airing, um, before that we recorded this podcast. So it's kind of like a reaction to Ariel Helwani and Mr. This guy, Don Davis, I'm putting up his LinkedIn post like rain i don't know who releases information on linkedin for MFA, <laughs> but don davis the founder chairman and co-owner of pfl that's where he did it so we'll go through that statement uh here's a picture of him on the ariel helwani show the mma hour so he's there and he's talking i've never seen this guy before i've never heard him before i frankly i didn't know who he was he seems like a very genuine nice man he must be a killer in the boardroom mm -hmm. to be who he is and where he is. But he seems very kind, very nice, almost too nice. Like, I'm like, wait, is he too innocent for this kind of gig? But he seems very, very positive and very nice. So, uh, Rain, let's go through the statement, if you want. Or do you have any thoughts? No, right? Who cares? Like, um, I mean, not right now. I guess we'll we can go okay, through. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, here is the statement. So we'll just read it little bit by little bit, I guess, right? And we'll take you through. But so it says, PFL acquires Bellator MMA. The MMA industry changed for the better today. Better for fans. Better for fighters. Better for commercial partners. PFL has acquired an incredible number of top fighters through the Bellator acquisition, and our combined fighter roster is now equal in stature to UFC. PFL and UFC both showcase rosters that are 30% comprised of fighters who are top 25 world ranked in their weight classes per fight matrix rankings. Let's go with that bit first, Rain. A, that's baloney. I don't know who the hell Fight Matrix is or anything like that, but you're telling me the best fighters in the world are equal between mm -hmm. PFL and UFC. Both have rosters that are 30% comprised. Oh, hold so they're saying they have the same number of fighters, and they're saying that they both have 30% of their fighters in the top 25 in the world. So essentially, you're saying you have the exact same number of top 25 fighters. I call baloney on that big time. So what I'm getting here is that PFL and Belt are combined now. It's like they're trying to kind of be the same as UFC, right? But, here, but, okay, but, but here's the kicker, though, Rain. 
So they're saying 30% of our roster is in the top 25 and 30% of your roster is in the top 25. You know what I think the problem is here? And I'm very good with data and stats. Like I, I'm always very good at catching when people try to skew stats. UFCs are numbers 1 to 20 or 1 to 15 and yours are numbers 16 to 25. 25. Maybe, maybe you've got a few guys sprinkled in. Right. I'm thinking of Johnny Eblen, uh, Sadabusi, uh-huh. Olivier Aubin Mercier. There's going to be a few guys, yes, in the PFL and Bellator, Patchy Mix, uh, Rafion Stotts, probably. There's mm-hmm. people that are going to be in there, but UFC's got to probably have one to 10, you know what I mean? Or like eight of the top 10, which mm-hmm. that's who really matters. So that stat is skewed. A hundred percent that's skewed. Thirty you have thirty percent in the top twenty-five, so do I. Yeah, but it's a different it's we're in the top fifteen, you're in the back fifteen. Mm. So that okay. that's that's a skewed stat, Rain. Uh the other part said at the beginning that I just read, the MMA industry changed for the better today. Better for fans, better for fighters, better for commercial partners. I don't think it's better for fighters. I think that. If I was Rory Gillis and I fought now several times for FLA and I've developed my pro record and now I'm looking for the next step in my career, instead of having Bellator, PFL and UFC, UFC, uh he's now got UFC or PFL. He's lost an option. I don't think that's better for fighters and I don't understand why they would say it's better for fighters. Well, maybe Bellator and PFL combined, I mean, they'll get more sponsorships, which equals to more shows, equals to them requiring more fighters to fight in their cards. Right? Because now they have, like, all these fighters under one brand, right? Um, so now, how do you... Well, so so I listened to the interview, and I'll sprinkle in some information here. He does go on to say that they will have 32 events in the year. As P- PFL and Bellator combined. Okay. As, as whatever combined. Now, there's more than just PFL and Bellator because they also have their Challenger series, blah, 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 whatever. But he's saying that overall they'll have 32 events. But the problem is if you had Bellator and PFL, I swear there would have been more total if you had two separate run organizations because they'd be running events on the same weekends as one another. Mm. Right now, with 32, you're essentially saying we're going to do 32 events out of the 52 weeks in a year. Of a year, yeah. But you're not going to run multiple competing events at the same day and time as they kind of do now. Like mm-hmm. PFL is sometimes on Fridays or whatever, and Bell- so is Bellator. But like, I don't think they're always on the same day, but they're in the same week. You're not going to do that now. Yeah. And I think the challenge here, um, you know, just to bring back... Um, Earlier, when I mentioned that PFL is on ESPN, UFC is on ESPN, I mean, that could play a big role, too, or, you know, in in terms of, like, the number of events that they have, because I feel like there's always, like, a UFC event that's on ESPN, too. So here's another thing that I learned from Don today. The ESPN deal for PFL Mm -hmm. ends this year, and he has not announced his new uh, network broadcast partner. partner. Okay. Bellator's broadcast deal ends ended as well. 
this year with Showtime or Showcase or whatever, and that's no longer a deal. So he says that they are going to announce the new deal for network partnership in a couple of weeks. And mm. he would and he would not commit to say if they were both going to be on the same network. But it might not be ESPN. I feel like if it was going to be ESPN, you say, oh, we re-upped our deal. Even if you didn't say it about Bellator, but it's weird that he's not saying that now. Why would you announce it later if only that it's going to be somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Unless, I don't know. you know, because I know Amazon uh, airs 1FC. Right? With their shitty, with their shitty, laggy service. <laughs> that and like then, the audio is always out of sync. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. And then um, Bellator is coming from, is it Showtime? Showtime, Showtime. okay. Which is under Paramount, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. So, unless they go with um, NBC or you know the Peacock Network or maybe um, Apple TV, because I know Apple TV they're trying to um, they're trying to stack up the sports that they're airing too. So. Yeah. Now- um, yeah, now he did sorry, sorry, Rain. He also did go on to say that when they were looking to do the deal, he wanted PFL wanted more and better athletes. Therefore, they looked at Bellator. He wanted their roster. So that's what happened. That's what made this deal happen. He does say that he wants one-off events because PFL runs on that season, right? The tournament mm-hmm. thing. So he wanted one-off events, and this is what Bellator is going to be. So they are remaining separate. We've debated that on this podcast several times. He said that Bellator is going to have eight events in the year. Eight, okay. So of their 32 that they say they're having, eight of them are Bellator, and they're one-off events, meaning they're not part of a season. Mm. He says that... uh, Then he made some weird comment where he goes, a season of fighting is too hard for some people at their point in the career. And he references um, Showtime Pettis. And he's like, kind of like these veteran guys or whatever, they don't want to go into a season. So that's why they can have Bellator. And he does say that the fighters can go into whatever they want. They're all part of the same organization. If you want to be part of the season tournament, go into that. If you want to be in the one-off events, go in that. What if all of them say, I don't want to be in the stupid season? I mean, I guess they won't, but you could have all the shitty guys, no offense, go to the season. season, Yeah. Go to the season for that $1 million prize if that still exists, because I'd never have an opportunity at that. But all the guys with a name, they may say, well, forget it. I'm not going to go this tournament thing. I'm just going to go have my regular one off fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In which case you've now watered down the PFL. Yeah, so they have all these fighters, right? Because um, you mentioned that um, eight out of the thirty-two fights will be Bellator fights, which leads twenty-four for PFL. Yeah. And with the amount of fighters that they have, it could be a situation wherein they just want a bunch of fighters signed, right under yeah. you know their umbrella that way they can book all these fights you know if if one fight falls through there's it's always going to be easy to find a replacement you know it's not a matter of like you know finding like you know random fighter somewhere they already have someone in their back pocket i i guess but i think my problem is i think 
there's going to be a lot of fighters that don't want to do the tournament. And now you might be stuck because you've only got eight events in the year to not be in the tournament. To not be in the tournament. To not be in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense though, because think about UFC. They've got like, you know, what is it, like 40 events, 48 events, right? Like how how many weeks do we not have a UFC event on, right? Like very few in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've only got eight events that are one-off events, that's very few opportunities for you to get on that card. If you are, you know, Joey Nobody you may not get on that card ever. Yeah. I mean, they might do it in a way where, and even though they're saying they're still going to operate like, you know, separate from each other, might be a thing where in the tournaments will be like your ticket to get to one of those eight. Uh, no, 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 he would, no, that's not what he was saying. He, he seemed to say like, no, it's two separate and distinct things. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing, Rain, which you may like this because this is kind of like WWE style. He did say that the champion, that they might want to do champion versus champion, right? Like a Bellator champion versus the PFL champion. But if you do that, once you do it once, isn't the title unified? And then then what? <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like uh, like WWE and SmackDown or, whatever, or Raw and SmackDown, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah. Whatever. Once you unify them, how do you split them up again? Yeah, you just create a new belt. So you just keep creating <laughs> one for the loser. I mean, that's what WWE did. They just created another belt. Like, I, you know. Is that really what happened? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they've unified the two belts. Roman Reigns had, you know, has had these belts for like forever. Yeah. And then they probably couldn't figure out how to like split them again. So, you know, they created a new one. Yeah. Like, Okay, so fine. So that's going to happen. I just want to see some of the notes I took down. So it's going to be the Bellator International Champion Series. That's what it's generally going to be. So they're going to have their one-off events, eight events. Uh, I was saying, what about, what if you're the Bellator champion? And then next year you go, you know what? I want to go in the tournament instead. What yeah. happens to your belt? Do you take it into the tournament? Does it does it get left behind? You have to vacate it. So that that to me is a question, which I don't think anyone would do that. But I'm just saying what's going to happen. Uh, like I said, he is going to announce it. Oh, he said in a few weeks or in January they're going to announce where it's going to air, but it is going to be for free. I think he said. So which means no pay per view, I guess. Which that's fine. Um, let's go on with the posting here or that that uh, thing from uh, LinkedIn PFL will launch a reimagined Bellator product in 2024 the International Champion Series okay mm-hmm. the Bellator International Champion Series consists of eight events hosted in great cities across the globe he said mostly Europe and uh, uh, like non-America uh, Bell- each Bellator event will feature two compelling co-main fights competing for championship belts Okay, so every event has two title fights. Mm-hmm. Great. No comment. Who cares? Uh, PFL platform has five live fight franchises with 30 premium events year round. I don't understand what that means. Okay, so they've got the PFL regular league season, PFL super fights. That's where Nganu and Jake Paul are. 
Mm-hmm. You've got the Challenger series. That's where Caitlin Neal fought the other time. Like it's that kind of like an entry into the PFL. Then you've got PFL International Leagues Bellator. I think that's the same thing. PFL as a fan-focused organization will stage a landmark mega event in 2024. PFL champions versus Bellator champions. That's why I'm saying that's kind of dumb. I don't like that either. And then it says at the bottom, we will share more exciting details in the coming weeks. So rain. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to figure out the stipulations of all these, you know, of all the tournaments and how they're going to work out the Bellator versus PFL down the line. And what happens? It sounds to me like the, like that the uh, eight Bellator um, shows, it sounds to me like it's going to be like a tournament too. No, 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 no. That's what I got from it. Cause it's like, where do you get that? Hold on. No, where are you getting that? I don't think so. The Bellator International Champion Series will consist of eight major fight events each year hosted in great cities. Each Bellator event will feature two compelling co-main fights. So I feel like they'll get all of the um, champions from those eight events, right? And in the end, it's going to be like champion versus champion to represent Bellator against BFL. That's yeah. what I'm getting out of it. I, I don't know. I uh, just some other like details I got is that uh, there's going to be no uniforms in Bellator. So PFL has the uniforms. They said mm. Bellator will not do that. So that's good. They did say that they're going to refresh the logo for Bellator. Okay, fine. So we can look forward to a new exciting logo. Uh, they did say that they don't know whether Scott Coker, who now is like the president of Bellator and the face of Bellator, they don't know if it will be him. They didn't say no, but they didn't say yes. Uh, Here's something, Rain. They don't know what's going to happen with their commentators yet. Mm. Don Davis, Rain, and Timmy B will be the commentary crew for Bellator International Series. Book us. We are cheap. We can kick ass. And we can do no worse than what you've got right now. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to be the ring announcer. but <laughs> Oh, okay. Then you're going to bail on me already, Rain? Jeez, oh, you, you can handle it by yourself. I'll, I'll be the ring announcer. <laughs> Look, I mean, the door is wide open. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But Rain, overall, I think that this shows, I would say, very little thought as to how this is going to work. In my mind, it really seems like you're keeping the two entities separate. You've got two borderline failing entities. You're merging them together and doing nothing different with them. And you're just letting them go. The only thing is that they'll be able to kind of cross promote or like they'll be able to fight into one another's leagues. But who Mm. cares? That happens anyways when fighters like end their contracts and switch. Like we've had Michael Chandler go from Bellator over. We've had uh, Justin Gaethje go from whatever to whatever, right? Like you've had fighters move around. Hurricane Shane Burgos goes from UFC to PFL, right? Like this happens. Mm -hmm. Brunson is fighting in, in PFL this weekend and he's a big UFC guy. That 
that's not interesting to me. So I don't know what these guys are doing. Like he he was saying at the beginning, he said, look, our goal was to be number two. And now we've done that by buying mm-hmm. out Bellator, who maybe was number two. I mean, you're forgetting about 1FC and you're forgetting about Invicta, quite frankly. But I don't know, Rain. This, this, this news does nothing for me to make it think that this is going to be a success. I feel like if you were going to announce this, that you've got to announce some like major fights or something. Like, why announce it now? If you have nothing to announce, like you need to announce fights, you need to announce events, you need to event announce something that makes us interested. Otherwise, we're just left with like just as many questions as we started. Yeah. I mean, it could be that they announce it right now to kind of gauge the interest and then kind of go from there. That could be it, too. Um, You know, so it's still a work in progress for them, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know what is the benefit to any of this. I don't know what the, where the win is. Um, I just don't know, like, what, yeah, like, how do you announce this and then not have a fight? Like, at least say something, or at least say, give us something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But really, from everything that he's listed, it sounds like it's just the same two things. And like, before I was kind of like cool with that, that, they would be fully separate, but this is like some sort of weird mishmash that doesn't really feel like it gives me anything. If anything, like I would have rather him just go, yeah, we bought them. We're just going to keep funding them. They're going to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Don't like, they're not the same as us, but yeah, you keep yeah. saying we're together, we're together, we're together, but then you're running them so separate. Separately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just seems weird. And, um, I feel like his announcement didn't have enough information to make you feel like that I've got confidence in what they're going to do mm. is I, is I guess what I'm getting at. The reaction online has not been extremely positive. Like when I'm looking online, I don't think that there's much going on. Uh, the fans seem kind of disinterested to be honest. So, or confused that could be too. Or confused. Uh, I do think that the, the gentleman Don Davis is greatly, overestimating the appeal of both brands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I feel like he really thinks a lot of people love, love, love Bellator and love, love, love PFL. I don't think that's the case. I think it's very, I think they're both fledgling organizations that are tough mm-hmm. and that merging them, like, I don't know, unless you merge them into something and not call it PFL or Bellator and name, like start something all brand new, but that's really hard too with branding and everything. Like how, yeah. how so i don't know rain uh overall this segment has tanked because i feel like i've just talked myself into misery on this thing and i and you you're not you're not helping me keep me excited for it (laughs) no i'm just like confused it's like all right they did this thing they're together but then they're operating separate and but then they can cross over to each other you know it's you know if it's a relationship it's complicated that's the status of this relationship. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> dating relationship. It's complicated. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they have much to go on. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens, but I just wanted to be able to like comment on it and give reaction to it. So we could say what we thought also break down some of that stat stuff and things like that. So you could see like, okay, well, this is where we kind of think that this is going. Uh, Rain, 
that's it. There is uh, someone that I want you to reach out to on Instagram for comment on this, which is Leah McCourt. I sent you that Instagram. This girl, uh, in the whole thing, this girl got screwed the most, Rain. Oh, no. She is a fighter out of Ireland who was doing so-so. I think she's two and two in her last four, but she was building up some hype. She's a good-looking girl. She was building herself up to the point where she was challenging Cyborg for the title in Ireland. So it was going to be like an Irish girl versus a Brazilian girl, kind of like a Connor versus Jose Mm -hmm. thing. You know, big fight, big fight, good looking girl against the legend Cyborg. It was all coming true to happen. This happens. And now that is off the table. Mm. The guy, Don Davis said, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like, that's not as solid as it was yesterday. Liam McCourt, get on this podcast. I want to talk to you. So I want to see how pissed off you are at this and what you're going to do to make sure that that fight happens. Because that was a big fight in the sense that like it was marketable. She's marketable. Cyborg is marketable. That was going to be something. And now we're in limbo over that. And I think that she's got to like bust ass. She's got to go on like a media campaign tour to push PFL to still book that fight for her because that was going to be her payday, man. That was going to be her big, big fight. And I mean, if she won, it would be freaking miraculous. So that's a big one. Rain. I just want to say thank you to our guests today. Um, It's great to, you know, have, two guests because you know we get to like know two people get you know more stories from uh, different people um please f- uh, find me on instagram at ringside rain so you can check out rain's birthday donation drive so i hope you guys can participate in that uh shout out to asd concepts uh, i took their uh self-defense women's self-defense class yesterday uh it's a really Great class. I learned a lot. So thank you to Jared and Justin from ASD Concepts. Uh, they will be doing another class on December 9th. So if you are interested, if you are in uh, the Inland Empire area, uh, they are in Upland, California, and you can find them on Instagram at ASD Concepts. And last but not the least, UNF 14, December 2nd. There's still tickets available. So go check out at Up Next Fighting on Instagram or upnextfighting.com. Two weeks away? Yeah, two weeks away. Two weeks away, and you get to see Rain do her thing again. So go get it. Go to UNF, of course. Go go get your tickets. That event is incredible. Again, I do, Rain, I'll talk about it later, but I did want to say again, thank you to Fight League Atlantic for having me out. Incredible show. Go to their Instagram. Check out all their stuff. Freaking insane, Rain. That event is so well done. Uh, the crowd was hyped up like crazy. The crew there is incredible. The commentators, the announcer, everybody there is fantastic. Uh, it was a great event. Rain, thank you so much. We're going to end the audio podcast here. We'll put up some videos uh, for a couple that you can click on, that you can follow us. And uh, that's it, Rain. I think that's it. We will see you next week. And we will have the translator, Frank Andrews. So very excited for that. Yeah. <laughs>